sometimes you want to talk about gross things to see if maybe they aren't really that gross. But you realize they're really fucking gross. This is the Wayward Podcast. <laughs> you recording again. Does this work? Uh, can you hear me? I can hear a third of everything you say. Uh, don't understand what's going on. Um, okay. okay. Try moving to the living room. Zay has turned off everything in the house so that this computer can have all the bandwidth. I'm going to flip to the five. Hello. Can you hear me? Review connection. How's that? Hello. 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 Okay. I hear you. Okay. You- I'm in the living room now. I- I'm in my living room now. Oh my God. Are you recording this? Yes. I'm recording all of this. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I just want to prepare our viewers, and by viewers, I mean listeners, that this is going to be the weirdest episode of all time, because my husband is currently making lunch in the kitchen. My cat is staring at me, wondering why the computer is on my lap and not him, and I'm probably going to have to go pee at some point. Yay! Yay! Uh, uh, yeah, and I don't even know if I have a microphone attached to my headset that I'm using because I was all set up in the closet and then it was like, no, closet, no good. You cannot yeah. use fancy schmancy. So this is this is some ghetto shit. We're getting back to our origins, Brianna. Origins. We're OG. You know, we thought we were a big deal because we got a live show now. This is the universe and um, technology reminding us who uh, the boss really is. Yeah, fucking stay (laughs) humble, fuckers. Stay (gasps) humble. Stay Uh, humble. Um, How are you? How have your holidays been, m'lady? I haven't talked to you um, publicly. (laughs) I've talked to you privately many times. I don't, I don't want, I, I, I don't, I don't know if we should talk about this publicly. I feel like a hermit crab in between shells right now. And all I want to fucking do is crawl in a hole, maybe with some snacks and like wait out whatever the fuck is going on with me emotionally. So that's where I am. Yay. I don't, I'm, I'm not talking. You haven't heard from me because I'm not talking to anyone. I don't want to see anybody i'm not on twitter i don't call my friends back <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like my husband was working and i kept my kid alive and that's all i can announce is that yay nobody went to jail yeah. and nobody died hey man that's i don't know if you know this but that's actually a, a win in life <laughs> and i'll remind you that because we're public people, we do feel this pressure to constantly be on. And because we're, you know, people who are loved and who love others, we feel this need to constantly be in contact. But you are under no obligation to be any of those things to anybody but yourself and perhaps your daughter. I know. That's why I went in my little kit. That's why I gave myself some self-imposed exile and just went, oh, okay. Yes. Well, you do that, I go love that. that. And while you're doing And I totally sense that that's what was happening. Do you know None of this what? is a surprise. 
surprise or and none of it was at all any kind of slight to me. I don't take that shit personally from people that are very open and authentic about that stuff. I'll tell you though, the shittiest part about it was that I yeah. gave in and bought a pack of cigarettes because I quit yeah. smoking and I quit smoking for quite a while. And um, I gave in and I bought a pack of cigarettes and I lit one and I was like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever. Why did I ever quit doing this? And like yeah. five drags in, I went, this is gross and isn't working anymore and I was so sad that my thing Uh, I gave in and gave myself was gross now yeah I mean that's gross gross (laughs) yes oh it was very sad so that's my I've lost my I'm not gonna say I won't try it again at some point in my life be like please cigarettes please work for me you're all I have left but no they didn't they didn't work for me now Speaking of gross things and yes. speaking of cigarettes that are gross, um, I'm with you on the on the cigarette point. I've never been a quote unquote smoker, which is what all smokers say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have enjoyed in my in my past, in my in high school or in my twenties, a uh, quote unquote social cigarette. Um, and in my thirties, I have enjoyed a stress cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually keep a cigarette. I don't have any anymore because I kiboshed that mostly because of vocal issues that I was having. Um, but, uh, I used to keep cigarettes in my freezer because in my mind you keep things longer in your freezer so everybody's like cigarettes in your freezer yeah uh so i always kept cigarettes in my freezer and i love nothing more than when i was feeling stressed out to go and have a cigarette on the church steps down the street from where i live where i knew none of the neighborhood kids would see me Um, it was my favorite thing but i'm with you because now what happens is if i'm having a couple cocktails and i'm like yeah i'll have a bottle of a friend's cigarette i'm with you it's it's I get that body buzz so fast and hard that I feel like I'm going to bark. It's a, it's one of those things that is a bummer that I now found it gross and also probably for the best. (laughs) See, that's the thing. That's why. Okay. And for our listeners who are still uh, trudging through this weird sound stuff and our weird topic of conversation, we're talking about gross stuff today. And my idea of like, sometimes at one point in my life, things were really gross because I had an attack and now I'm kind of like, like pull the dog hair off of it, eat it. Who cares? Like, I wish I weren't that way, but my gross tolerance has really skyrocketed. Whereas there's other things that were never disgusting and gross that Mm. now I'm like, Oh, why did you, why did you turn on me self? Why do you find this repellent? You used to love this so much. So and I do think that I go through like, um, um, point like, uh, they come, they come and go, they come and go. Like if, if we're talking about, about food, you know, I've you know, specific about saying that I don't believe in comfort food because all food is comfort food and all food is healthy food. It's just where you're at in the moment. Uh, but if I eat too much of one thing, being raw broccoli or Oreo cookies, I'm going to feel fucking gross. Oh, I'm wondering if I have any food, like 
actually being repelled by food. There is a very specific cheese that I had once that probably was a bad a, a bad batch. Really? Yeah, I know. You? It was, I know. I know. It, I felt, again, I had an emotional response to it. Like, I didn't like it, but I love cheese, so I felt betrayed by this particular cheese. This this particular cheese did me wrong. And, um, yep. And it hurt. And I, I imagine the emotional component. Like, there's a difference between something that's disgusting and something that's gross. Uh-huh. And I think I need to feel betrayed for it to be gross. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like it, it is maybe like a relationship with the thing. Yeah. Like, and why so, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in gross things. Why are you like this gross thing? Why are you like... It's somebody else's. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out as I'm talking to you. All right. So what do you find gross in general? Huh. Again, I'm with you on the not many things do I find gross. Oh, do you know what I'm not a big fan of? What? Um, Rotten food. Oh. Like when they're um, my husband, and I'm going to talk about him because he's standing right beside me. Not that I don't. Hi, Jose. He can't hear you. I've had my headphones in. Um, But he'll hear this, is that uh, Jose likes to keep things uh, in jars in the fridge for long periods of time. And uh, he's what I like to call a friendly hoarder, meaning (laughs) that his hoarding has to do with uh, more sustainability. He doesn't like to throw food away if it doesn't need to be thrown away. He doesn't like to get rid of things if they can still be used. He's now pointing to a box of butternut squash soup going, should we eat this? Yes, honey, let's eat that. Sure. Um, he's going to make me lunch while we're talking. It's very cute. But every once in a while, our top, the top shelf of our fridge is just a bunch of jars that don't have labels on them because oh, he's yeah. a cook, right? So yeah. he makes a bunch of things, but he doesn't necessarily use the things that he makes. So he'll make some crazy fucking chutney that goes with the one thing that he made two years ago. He's giving me the eyes right now. Um, and then he'll never, he'll never use that, that chutney again, but yet he doesn't want to throw it away. So what happens is I go, if you want to make new things, you have to get rid of something. That's a rule for Valentina as well. It's a rule for me, usually for clothes for me, for Valentina, for toys and for Jose, it's food. Um, so he has to go through those jars and smell everything. And my favorite thing is to watch him and just his reaction. Go, oh, <laughs> nope. That's not that's, good anymore. It's turned. It's turned. But it's every once in a while, even with a cheese, like so for Christmas, we did like every Christmas for the day. If we're at home and it's just the three of us at home, Jose will make this big, beautiful um, cheese and charcuterie platter for us to nibble on during the day in between breakfast and dinner. Um, and we'll go down to the market and get these incredible cheeses. Jose used to be a cheesemonger. And so he knows all the amazing cheeses that are made by monks and are stored in caves. And so we'll get these cheeses, but, um, we've had those cheeses since, you know, December 21st or something. And I think think he just finished them off a couple days ago and I, I could smell the cheese he pulled out of the fridge, um, from the back fucking alley. And, uh, I said, you're going to eat that. He's like, yep. Like he'll stomach that shit rather than throw it away. That's bordering on gross for me. So for me, gross, probably the number one gross thing is 
smelling food that's gone bad. Hmm. I agree with smells, but for me, I think higher than that, like I have this weird thing where I will pop my own pimples till the day, till the cows come home. No problem at all. Mm-hmm. When I see these pimple popping videos, I'm like, I'm out, I'm, oh. out, I'm, going, I'm going, I'm going. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. When it's, when it's somebody else's particularly pores, like the skin, there's this, there's this fucking, uh, face cleanser ad on Facebook that keeps popping up the ultrasonic thing. And it goes in, the camera goes into the pores and it shows the pores flushing out the debris. And every single time I'm like, Oh, Oh, why, why, why? Again, I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed that I trusted you and you did something awful with my senses. Oh, um, even, and those are pretty mild compared to the weird YouTube pimples that are out oh, there. Yeah. No, I'm not going to touch, I'm not going to touch the weird YouTube. I pimples. saw one, Ugh. just once, it was like a blackhead removal video. And it was like, it went, this was, this was a studio city storage compartment. This was not a blackhead. Like there was oh. a, a Bicycle from the 1920s <laughs> in that form. <laughs> I was just like, oh, wow, it's still going. It's still going. Yeah. Um, and it equally grossed me out, but I couldn't look away. So I'm on the fence about that stuff. I can't watch the puffy ones. Oh, that's gross. The blackhead ones, there's like a weird fascination. Like, well, look at that baby go. See? Um, that that weird the first time i ever truly remember being grossed out like as as a as a human not as like a kid going ah worms are slimy which now i don't like tactile stuff doesn't bother me anymore mm-hmm. um but i worked at a vet's office and um i think we're going to i the good news is after i tell the story i think we're going to cut to our uh, emotional helpline ad so yeah. uh, i'll i'll do this and heads up people there's going to be some help for you after i tell this that we ha- there was a dog it was a very 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 fat poodle very fat and it had an abscess which is basically like a pimple that needs to be popped only it took up its entire back so the doctor had to sedate the dog and then like cut the skin because uh, dog and cat skin isn't attached like ours is so that they can, get, but that's also why they're prone to abscesses. So he cut the skin and then peeled it back. And the dog was so fat that like fat fell off the dog and slapped, <laughs> slapped onto the table. And because it was an abscess, it was also not, aromatic. And I remember <laughs> that being the first time that I went, my life has just changed because of this experience. I, I, have, oh, I have now set God. the bar for what is wrong because there was a visual, an aroma and the noise, just that gristly slap. And, uh, on that note here, here's some, here's, here's some help for anybody who's still with us. <laughs> Brianna, I love talking to you. I love talking to you. I always feel better. Me too. And I advocate talking and feeling better for everybody. And I love that there are now options for people to do that in any way that works for them. And sometimes we've got to talk to a professional. And you can find a professional at... 
betterhelp.com. They have this incredible setup where you can connect with a licensed counselor uh, online. You can find someone that can help you with anything from depression and stress and anxiety and anger to relationships mm -hmm. to new issues in your life. If you're experiencing grief, loss, identity challenges, you can find a counselor that will specifically help you online in your time. And you can do what? Wait, phone? You can do text. Uh, text. You can chat on the phone. And you can do video. And you can do video. And as soon as you contact them, uh, they'll start communicating with you in under 24 hours. Yeah, this is not a crisis line. No. But they will connect you up. And if you don't like the person that you're dealing with, yep. you can There's find There's 3,000 of them working with BetterHelp. 3,000 therapists. And you can access it worldwide. Yeah. Anything you share is confidential. But what we love about BetterHelp.com is that they give you opportunity to access them in a way that works for you. Yeah. So it takes the stigma out of therapy and counseling, which is that it's a chore, yeah. you know, instead of kind of a reward. It's Let's a start thinking about it as a little reward, right? Yeah. So speaking of gifts, BetterHelp has given the Wayward podcast listeners a gift by giving them 10% off their first month with the discount code WAYWARD. Yeah, so you go to betterhelp.com slash wayward put in the little code and you get 10 percent off your first month i love that so we're so happy to partner with them we're so happy that they chose to partner with us and we love this as a special gift to our wayward listeners okay and we're, we're yeah. back we're back <laughs> you're welcome everyone you're welcome for both the trauma and the help so i think there is actually an evolutionary reason for being grossed out and both being fascinated and being grossed out, like being repelled by something that could infect you and make you sick and kill you is probably a great evolutionary thing. And yet being slightly fascinated by it because you want to understand how it happened is probably mm. also a really healthy evolutionary thing. That's true. It's probably not just like our voyeuristic, you know, fucked up-ness that makes us want to look into what's going on. It's not the rubberneck syndrome, you know, it's probably a part of it is going, how do I not get this weird thing? Yeah. Well, right? if, it's, if it's mine, that's probably why I don't care about my pimples. It's already in yes. my body. So that's what I was going to say. It's like one thing that I, people uh, might be grossed out by is smells. Like I'm obsessed with my own body order odor. And it's not like I love it. I, I'm always just like checking in on it. And I think that might be an evolutionary thing as well is to go, you're checking in on it because you're checking on the changes, right? Like I use a natural deodorant, which is like a paste, right? And it doesn't work as well as commercial deodorant. And so by the end of the day, especially if I'm like, you know, wearing 17 sweatshirts underneath a hoodie and it suddenly becomes 10 degrees in Vancouver. Um, <laughs> and I'm, you know, become riper than usual. Or if I'm at a convention, do you know what I mean? And you're working and you're hustling. Um, I'm more, I notice that stuff more and I'm always just kind of fascinated by like, where am I at right now? Huh? What Interesting. is my body doing? Yes. So like body odor. And I, I mean like all body odor from like, you know, all the special places 
all the places uh, it can come out. You know, it's something that I've noticed recently, which grosses me out. And I've gone, oh, thank God I've noticed that. What? Is that I never used to floss my teeth every day uh, because I'm lazy. And who flosses their teeth every day? Uh, Until somebody pointed out, because I'm very um, conscious of uh, bad breath. And so I do brush my teeth two or three times a day and I use like Listerine or whatever. But sometimes I'd be like, I can smell my breath and it is not good. And somebody was like, that's from, have you ever smelled dental floss after you floss? Ugh. Ugh. The fucking smell. So now basically when I realize that there's rotting food in between my teeth and that's what's giving me bad breath. Now I floss my teeth religiously. Well, now we have to get another sponsor for dental stuff because all of our listeners are going to. I will probably be much better about this. Oh, I am just like, I've always been, you know, very adamant about dental health, especially I didn't have good dental health about 10 years ago because I couldn't afford it because uh, it is a privilege to be able to pay for the dentist dudes. Um, And so when I could afford it, I went to the dentist and they're like, you need to get seven crowns and 25 cavities filled. Oh, jeez. No, it wasn't that much. But I did, oh, I did have to get, while my teeth are very, very straight and white, never, I've never had them whitened. I've never had braces even. Um, they're very soft. And so I think I did have seven cavities and all of my molars uh, need, uh, need to be crowned. And a crown is $1,000. So that's oh. a lot of money. So I had a mental breakdown and then went to the drugstore and bought all of the fluoride I could. And don't DM me about fluoride. I know the deal about it. Uh, yeah, that was the thing that I was like, okay, um, you know, I got to start looking after my teeth because I like having teeth and I might not have them one day. Yeah. I look after them. Stay so, in my mouth. Yes. Prevention is but see, okay. But see right there, there's a perfect example. Gross is because it's bad for you. Like, oh, I, I want to floss my teeth because if I don't, it's gross. But quite frankly, the grossness is keeping my teeth in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? My reaction yes. to grossness. I think that's that's also maybe why as I've gotten older, my tolerance for grossness has risen because yeah. I've, I've already bred. My job on this planet is already done. And m- maybe my body doesn't care as much if I die of someone else's poop still being in the toilet. Like I'm that kid. Now I walk into a public stall and somebody hasn't flushed the toilet. I flush the toilet and I still use it. And I know that there definitely are people that are like, no, even if it's urine, I'm stepping away. That's disgusting. I don't want to know anybody's ever used this toilet before. And I'm kind of like, no, somebody was just fucking lazy that like it's human. That's what the toilet's for. Flush the toilet, continue on about your day. Um, I'm not worried about poop. I'm, I'm, Weird about um, what happens to my body if I hold poop in. That's a bigger problem for me. Ooh, what is that gross? Tell me about that. I'm uh, familiar with that grossness. It's not gross. It's um, uncomfortable. Uh, Although, if you have you ever held poop in for a day and then gone to poop the next day? No. Yeah, it's not that. That is that is a different smell. That smell is different. Jose laughing so hard at this topic of discussion right now. Um, I'm also took a video of you um, 
because speaking of gross, there is a bug crawling on our carpet that my cat is just staring at right now. I took a video. I'm going to send it to you. Um, he's like not going to do anything about it. He's just looking at it, making sure it's not going too far. <laughs> hey, yeah. friend. Yeah. Hey. Jose's gonna. I'm going to tell him. you, that's something that completely skeeves me out is parasites. What? Parasites. Bugs. Have you bugs. had a parasite? Bugs in general, but like fleas. If my oh if my, yes oh my god, it is all hands on fucking deck. Yeah, um, I got um, um, Gus got fleas about six years ago, and they got so bad that they got they infested our apartment. Oh, I we do not we I make my daughter braid her hair because right. I don't want lice on my head. Like I am yep. very no 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 no. All of God's creatures are good. Stay the fuck away from me. Oh, interesting. Um, I've also had bed bugs, which <gasps> I was know. my literal, when I moved to Ugh. Vancouver, it's everybody's worst fear in Vancouver because Vancouver is so mild. I imagine you have similar things in LA, although it might be too hot in LA. Yeah. Um, well, in Vancouver, they're kind of everywhere. And the year I moved here, I think there was a big infestation because it was a very mild year, both in the summer and in the winter. And so they thrive on that shit. Um, and so I, when I moved to Vancouver 10 years ago, I had, you know, almost $0 and we moved into the cheapest apartment we could find, not knowing you have to investigate whether that apartment has been known for bed bugs. And there's like a bed bug directory that you can look up. And I didn't know that. And of course my building was on it. And I was like, I, what the fuck am I going to do now? I'm here. I can't afford to move anywhere. I'm going to hope for the best. And then sure as shit, I think I manifested it, honestly, because I think I'm a very, A, I'm a very good manifester, especially of negative things. So don't think negative thoughts. Um, and B, uh, uh, I was, do you know what was the beautiful thing that happened? Is it was a kind of a rough year. It was a rough summer. I remember we got the bed bugs. I think Jose, I, we had the food truck. Uh, we had no money because we had decided to open this business. Um, and Jose was working nonstop and I found the bed bugs. I just gotten back from doing a stage show, um, oh. on the other side of Canada. And I got home and I was like, I, what, I, I noticed that there was like a couple bites, um, underneath my arm and there were three bites in a row. And that's how bed bugs work. They go breakfast, lunch, dinner. So they bite three bites in a row. And I was like, oh, I knew immediately. And then I moved my bed back. And you know how they got into our apartment? Uh, Through the um, electrical outlet. No! No! Yeah, guys. Yeah. And you will know. All these, Kim will know. I am adamant to our fellow uh, convention guests that when we stay at a hotel, you've got to check your, oh, no, I do too now because of you, I don't put my, I don't ever put my suitcase, uh, like my suitcase goes in the bathtub while I check for bed bugs. No, no, yeah. no, no, no parasites. No hard pass. But the beautiful thing that came from that is when I got the bed bugs, those bed bugs were the worst in my brain. I was like, what is the absolute fucking worst thing that can happen to me? It was I could get bed bugs. And then when I got them, I was like, okay, let's deal with this. And it wasn't that bad. 
And that was such a huge lesson to me about just like the worst case scenario is not sometimes is not that bad. That's a good. You're absolutely right there. Nothing is capable of like in in terms of general day to day things. My brain is much better at creating trauma for me than life is. The majority of trauma I've experienced in my life has come from my brain, not life itself handing me shit sandwiches. And when I have been handed shit sandwiches, speaking of gross things, all the amount of trauma that my brain created to prepare me for it did not prepare me for the taste of the shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It always tastes a little different. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, bugs. Not so bad. You got to get an exterminator. You got to put all your shit in the dryer. That's about it. That's about it. Huh? Well, I'd still prefer not to experience them, but because you don't have time. That's the thing. If I was to get them right now, I'd be fucked. I don't have time. I don't have time yeah. to deal with them. I don't want to deal with them. Go away, bugs. Bugs. Well, Go away, bugs. I, I that was for me highly amusing. I also believe the comments we're going to get on this podcast are probably going to be highly amusing because people are going to be. <laughs> Not happy, and then probably pretty fucking happy, guys, because you know what? Sometimes you just got to talk about gross things. Yes. Get it out, everybody. Get it out. Especially if it's that big old backfit. Yes. And I just use the word guys, and I'm trying really, really hard to stop doing that, and so I'm going to out myself right here and just say, I just called you all guys, and that is a gender assignment, and I'm trying really fucking hard to not do that anymore. So, sorry. Yay. Yay. Okay, I love you, Tim Rhodes. I love you, Brianna Buckmaster. I hope that you heard any of this at all. Uh-huh.